What's up, everybody, and welcome to Over the Top, the go-to podcast for all things English Premier League. I'm excited because we're back with our very first match week review of the 2020-2021 Premier League season. Uh, Real quick, before this podcast, we put out two episodes previewing all 20 Premier League clubs, uh, transfer business for each team, and storylines coming into the season. So go ahead and check those out anywhere you get your podcasts if you want a little insight into the Premier League squads. All right, enough of that. I'm Kyle. I've got my man Justin here. What's, What's up, up Kyle? What's up? I'm so excited, so excited to be back. Yeah, yeah. Had, it feels... uh, it's really entertaining match week one, I would say. Yeah. You yeah. had some good games on Saturday, Sunday, and today, which is Monday when we're recording. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating storylines and just really excited to dive in and yeah, you know, and be, praise some teams and be critical of others. And thank God it was a good Premier League match week after, you know, half of these teams, not even half, pretty much everyone was dead by the 70th minute. There's no fitness, but there's still a lot of good games. A lot and of that's good games. That's why we love Premier We got to crack one open before we get started oh, and nice. get things going here. We got a local Rubens Brews out here in Seattle where we're based. So yeah, we're, drinking some of their beer today. We're drinking the summer IPA. So you can find Rubens where you shop for your beer. Maybe you can find it online. Not really sure. You should go check it out. Yeah. So let's jump straight into it, Kyle. First game of that we're going to cover this week, Liverpool 4, Leeds 3, Kyle. No doubt the match of the whole week, right? Match of the weekend. And I expected Leeds to, you know, play their style and be entertaining in a way, but I didn't expect them to go toe-to-toe blow for blow against Liverpool. And I, I would say that it wasn't very much a case of like, oh, Leeds got it on the counter and they got three good goals. It was no. none of that nonsense. They no. were pressing, they were playing their style and taking it to Liverpool. Yeah, I think I think Leeds surprised everyone who's watching the match, except for maybe people who watched the second division a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely surprised Liverpool because yeah. I think it caught them off guard. Um, ton, and it's you're right, it's not like, Leeds got lucky scoring three goals. They had a lot of chances. They and did. They were attacking with like six people at a time every time. And it, and it did them injustice if you just go and look back at the shot statistics because a lot of their good and dangerous chances came without a shot. And so that's yeah. definitely something for Leeds to work on. Vice versa, I think that Liverpool uh, had a lot of shots that just went begging. They just, you know, a lot of shots that just went way over the bar. Uh, just. All these chances that you know didn't really equate to 22 shots. So when you look at 22 to 6, Leeds much more dangerous in their actual 6 shots versus Liverpool versus their 22. Now, moving into the actual game, Kyle, Salah had a hat-trick. Good for him, starting off on the right foot. Yeah, and... Well, left foot, really, but... Oh, hey, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, and Salah's performance was a lot more than the goals. I mean, people say he scored two penalties... You know, people say the same thing about Ronaldo all the time, but right. goals are goals, right? And uh, but that other goal that Salah, Sala. that other goal though, it was not bad. Just no, ripped it, it up ninety from I think it was outside the box or just about just about the edge yeah. of the box. Uh, but Salah was everywhere today, man. He gave Leeds nightmares. I mean, his link up play was good. He was driving to the goal. Um, it looks like he was kind of irritated by the fact that Mane had a better season than him. That's some good competition for Liverpool, man. Yeah, I mean, if you can have some friendly internal competition to score goals. Now, as long as you're not 
being too selfish and not passing to a wide open other person, right? Well, Which I know has been an issue. It's been an issue before, right? Salah so, in the past. But so as long as you don't lose that. I mean, Mane was fine. He didn't have great shots. I mean, there were some couple opportunities for okay. him. I'm not worried about it in any no. stretch of the imagination. I still last... think he's a better player than Salah overall, for me at least. But no, it's a good, a it's a good debate. It's a good debate. Yeah, I think it's a worthwhile debate at one point. Uh, one person I do want to bring in, it's the third person of that trident, Kyle Firmino. I didn't. I think he kind of looked boo boo today, or I guess on Saturday. Yeah, he he. I feel like he totally whiffed on a few shots. I know, I know, finishing isn't his forte. He's not the kind of striker where he needs to finish, score a lot of goals in this team. I think most people would accept it if he scored like eight. In the Premier League, mm-hmm. but he sets everything up, and he still did that pretty well. But you're right. I, when you think about things where how Liverpool could improve, you think of their midfield, and they probably could sign a more goal scoring center forward, don't you think? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe not to take over for Firmino, but to complement him. Right. I mean, Origi's probably more of a backup, right? You can't probably rely on him on the score, the score goal, like scoring prowess, but. Maybe a Danny Ings, Kyle. Oh, Jokes. yeah. How long ago did he leave Liverpool? Wasn't it last summer? It's like 2019. Yeah, I, I guess you're didn't right. Didn't he go to Southampton? I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, he was injured for a while, so he didn't yeah. play um, now full fitness. But yeah. moving on to Leeds, Kyle, they had more possession than it, Liverpool, which is just fascinating to me. A Liverpool team out-possessed by anybody outside of City. Yeah, so so since you mentioned statistics uh, with their Possession. I, I remember looking at the st- uh, stats before this game, um, before this podcast, really, and looking at all the things that Leeds was doing, and it was just fascinating. We should go over a little bit of that. So, yeah, so. You, you mentioned that Leeds dominated possession, well, just barely, but still doing that against Premier League champions coming up from the second division. That's pretty impressive. And it's not like they were ever like chasing the game for long periods of time, right? I mean, they were always down. They never led in this game, but it was 1-0, then 1-1. Yeah. 2-1, 2-2. 3-2, 3-3. Shows a great mentality. Right. And so it's not like they were chasing the game for long stretches of time. And Liverpool scored their winner, their last penalty, I think in the 88th minute. Something like that. Right? So it's not like they had a lot of time to possess and go for it. There wasn't much time for that. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's just a fascinating, just like full throttle game. I think... I think Leeds won a lot of fans this game, but their stats are crazy. Okay, so Liverpool had 13 tackles in the match. Leeds had 34. (laughs) Liverpool had 11 clearances in the match. Leeds had 34 clearances as well. It's just, man, five offsides. So you can, like, tell how often they just totally overload the opposing defense. Their their tactics were fascinating. See, when you see those... Those stats, Kyle, hashtag analytics. When you see 34 tackles, 34 clearances, you think someone's really on the back foot and you're just getting attacked and attacked and attacked. Complete they opposite. had 51% possession. Yeah. And, and more touches of the ball, more passes. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, watching this game, it's kind of amazing that they had zero corners. That's kind of fascinating. Yeah, that is. That's. I didn't even notice that. It's just, if, if you haven't watched Leeds by now... I highly recommend it because when they attack, they almost every time will have five or six people right on the edge of the defensive line. And it almost looks like suicide, but they somehow make it work. The only way it works is by insane fitness levels. You're definitely 
not playing for this team if you can't run. They definitely long. looked more fit than Liverpool. I mean, Jordan Henderson definitely looked gassed after a short amount of time in the second half. There were a couple others. Which you'd expect Which you'd from expect. the first the game, first of, the game of the season with this preseason or not lack of a preseason. It's not yet. like the players could go on an extensive holidays, right, to Thailand no. or Dubai this year. It's just a different year. No, they uh, all went to Mykonos, Greece, apparently. Yeah, like, well, all of them. well, only your favorite player. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, I wasn't even trying to bring up McGuire there, but you did it for me, so cool. Uh, one thing to mention before we move off of Leeds, Kyle, their goals were awesome. They were awesome. The I first mean, the, and the, the third first and the third. The second one, Van Dyke made a stupid error. Mm-hmm. Bamford somehow bungled it into the net. But their first goal, Kyle, Jack Harrison, former NYCFC player. Yep. Rifled it into the bottom left corner. Maybe yeah. Allison could have got it, but it had some pace on it. I, it I, I don't goal. think. I thought it was a good goal. Nice They're, touch to like bring it around. Who was it? Trent, maybe, or maybe the center back. I, I don't remember. But he burned Trent. Oh, he burned Trent for sure. Scold the center back. I didn't realize Jack Harrison was actually like his footballing education after like age fifteen was in the U.S. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting. Didn't he go to like trajectory. Wake Forest or something? Something like that. Uh, and then uh, their third goal, Kyle. My God, what a touch. First of all, just to bring it down on your right foot like that and yeah. just bang it into the left side, and that was just a beautiful goal to yeah. watch. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty poor, poor defending for Liverpool's standards, but you can't take away from that goal. The, the, it was a great pass into, I think, uh, Click it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, great yep. touch to put it ahead of him and then like hits it with his laces. Um, long story short, Leeds are probably going to be one of the most entertaining sides of the game. I think in the preview I said all their goals could be 4-2, or all their games could be 4-2. Uh, I feel validated after this. Yeah. Last point. I mean, even better. Yeah, right. Last point, uh, Calvin Phillips, sort of like Pirlo-esque playmaker, but deep-lying playmaker for Leeds. Excellent player. Agreed. Let's move on to our second game, Kyle. Spurs nil, Everton won. And you have to start. We have to start with the positives here. Yeah, I mean, we, you, we need to give Everton the most credit that you can give. They looked like a big six club going against a smaller club that was trying to break into a big six. This it's, game. It's, I, it's sad. Not how, an exaggeration. It's sad how right you are about that. Well, since we are all about hashtag analytics on this podcast, let's give it to you. Shots: Tottenham nine, Everton fifteen. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about tackles? Tottenham nine tackles this game. Sounds about right. Uh, Everton seventeen or Everton nineteen, excuse me. Um, what else is interesting? Shots on target about even touches, almost exactly even. So it's not like Tottenham as a big six team took it to Everton. No, not at and, all. And what goes begging in the stats here is just the absolute midfield quality yep. difference, Kyle, between James, Angel Gomez. Uh, Duacore and Allen, who I thought was spectacular, versus mm-hmm. Harry Winks, Deli Alley, and Hoiberg. Yeah, yeah, they Everton completely outclassed Spurs, and it's kind of amazing if you think about it because all these guys were signed on like the same day or two, maybe five days ago. They've trained together probably two or three times, and they completely like they looked like they had more energy, more steel, and more technical ability in class. I mean, James was like pinging those passes out to every time James got the ball, he was like looking left he's and like, hitting Richarlison. Yeah, he's getting his binoculars out like Richarlison, where you at, buddy? Every time, every time. And like James, people were like maybe he won't be physical or fast enough for the Premier <laughs> League. The guy seemed like he had all the time in the world to do whatever he wanted. 
Yeah, it's, it's because if you it's take, class. if you know where you're going, and you take one touch away, your first touch away from the defender, you have all the time in the world. It doesn't matter how fast you are. Yeah, I mean the thing with great players, like great great players, is they always seem to have time on the ball, and it's like a natural thing that you can't really coach. Spurs desperately miss that, but Everton, I mean. Their, their midfield, they look like a totally new team. I mean, if you thought, like, some of these players, and I don't think there's this thought about Duacore, but especially, like, the people coming from other leagues, like Allen or James were just going to come to Everton and not play well or not try, not on you are sevens. sorely mistaken. They're playing for a manager that they know, Allen for Napoli, James yep. uh, obviously at Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. They're playing for this manager, and that's why they're there. There's no other reason they would go to Everton. And it's, like, a good mix of, like, physicality and energy and quality. I mean, I think Ducore would be good for most Premier League sides, and he's, like, at the bottom of the three new <laughs> For sure. You know? I mean, he's less sexy he, name. And people less... forget how good of a player Andre Gomez is, too. I yeah. Mean, like, he, they look good. And it was crazy how Ancelotti's ideas seemed to translate in, like, a week. Yeah, I mean, James probably had time for two photo shoots and one practice, and he yeah. looked ready to go. I feel like people are sleeping on how good of a manager Ancelotti is and always has been. You know, because people aren't really talking about Everton, but I think Ancelotti's a top-class manager. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, look at his pedigree. Yeah, it's like his 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 resume is like second to none. Second really? To none. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to Spurs, Kyle? I mean, I guess. Uh, Kyle is a Spurs fan. If you do not know, um, where where were they? What happened? I they feel like they there. just didn't show up. What happened? Yeah, well, they. I mean, they weren't. I there. mean, to give Especially, Everton, we gave Everton credit first, but also I think Spurs. Like, where 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 were the good players? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to hold back so I don't like take too. It's long podcast here, one, Kyle. It, it we is. Can't. It is, and and I'm not gonna overreact. This is the first match of the season is not indicative of the season. Neither is Community Shield. If you'll remember, last season Chelsea got ripped 4-0 by United on the opening day. So it's not the end of the world. And United finished above them in the table. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, I see what you're doing there. But yeah, Spurs, I mean, maybe it's a little unfair to say they just didn't show up. But their midfield sure as hell didn't show up. Oh, I mean, when you're putting them up against the Everton midfield, it looked like like Everton versus For the Lads, Kyle. That's our amateur league team, in case you're wondering. But... Yeah, I mean, the combination of Winks and the new guy, Hoybier, former captain of Southampton, there looked like there was zero energy and zero quality. I mean, maybe there was energy from Hoybier, but he didn't play well. Winks, no. as a former center man myself, I don't, I don't understand what Winks offers. He passes like five feet sideways and backwards every time, but Spurs lacked energy. The tactics just didn't work. As I said, having two center mids who don't really try anything or go forward, it just didn't work. Delhi was garbage. I mean, did you notice Delhi doing anything? I mean, I guess he had a shot save. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty invisible is what I even told you before, before the podcast. Like, I don't notice anything bad he did, but I just didn't even notice he really played. Yeah, he just didn't do much. And then there was another player who was trying a lot but was just awful, which was Lucas. Lucas, you he's running me, all around. You it's... sent me a stat yeah, that I did. Toby Alderweireld, their center back, had more... Chances created and key passes than Lucas, and in quotations or in parentheses, it said zero for Lucas. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know, but I guess some positives. 
They did create chances. They did. Uh, and, most and notably, Harry Kane that chipped to Doherty, which was, you have to say, a great save by Jordan Pickford. It was. I think Pickford, Pickford had like two, maybe two, two good, saves. good saves. In the first half, I don't actually think Spurs played that bad. Their no. midfield still looked poor. Especially boring. after the first 15 minutes. They, yeah. they looked shell-shocked they in did. the first 15, 20, I'd say 15 minutes. But they and didn't, then after that, they played pretty decent. I would yeah, say. but they didn't play too terribly. But No, second, second half, half is just a different... What the hell? I mean, Mourinho took off Deli Alley at halftime. I don't blame him, but because he was terrible. But they didn't have another attacking center mid in the squad. Right. Put La on Sissoko. Yeah, Lacelso was injured, so he wasn't in the 18. Yeah, that, it it actually showed how much Spurs missed Lacelso this game because there just wasn't. You can tell they have cutting edge, and you can tell they have energy, but there was something missing linking it all. And a creative player like James Rodriguez would have been perfect, but. Um, I don't know if the Spurs have the budget for that. <laughs> Twenty million. Well, hey, they're they spend almost that amount on both Hoybier and Doherty. But yeah, I just quick quick overcap. I thought Winks was Winks was terrible. Uh, I thought Lucas was terrible. Davies was terrible. But Kane it was just lack service. Okay. I mean, the, there was an opportunity where Kane made a run down the center towards the left. Sun was dribbling. Could have released him early. I'm drawing on my piece of paper to help me explain. Delhi was on the right, and instead of feeding Kane through, he passed to Delhi on the right, who was closed down immediately and forced a shot up. And right. Kane was visibly pissed yeah. off after it. And I don't blame him because why? Why would you trust Delhi over Kane? But yeah, I not a ter- not. I like, mean, let's not overreact. Not the, end of the world. Let's not overreact. But, Spurs man. lost to a better team, and they will play <laughs> Southampton and Newcastle in the upcoming weeks. So things should get better. Southampton, though. See, I'm worried about Southampton. <laughs> so what does that say? Oh, shit. Okay, I mean, I guess before I get depressed, only bright spot I can think of is, like, Doherty was pretty good, but out of shape. Spe- speaking, of Kyle, speaking of bright, Kyle, Brighton won, Chelsea three. Yeah, thanks for putting me out of my misery there. Yeah. Um, and you have to say, Chelsea, Chelsea got the job done. It's a job well done, three points. Yep. But I didn't think they played that well. I don't think you'd be the only person who'd, who'd think that. I, I don't think they played badly. But no. You're, you're right. They weren't clicking on all cylinders. Havertz didn't really have a, that good of a match. He's no. kind of non-existent. But Werner, hey, you know. You know why? He didn't score. He was definitely impactful. Obviously drew yeah. the penalty, but he's flying all across the yeah. field. like. You know, a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, you know, he's the type of a Premier League player, has the, you know, enough yeah. physicality, has the speed. And I think that was all on show today. And yeah. I think he's going to be, you know, you know, Tammy Abraham has that speed as well, but it's just different. It's just that awareness yeah. on the pitch and the know-how of where to be yeah. at the right times as yeah, well. Yeah, the kind of player that Werner reminds me of is a little bit like Marcus Rashford, but I think he's a better player. You know what I mean? But so, similar kind of like... The only thing he, the thing that he knows how to do is just drive at defenders. Mm-hmm. But he's a better finisher, like oh, way yeah. better finisher. I thought it was interesting that Abraham didn't start actually with really? Pulisic being injured. Really? Because Pulisic is out of the, well, Pulisic is out of the squad, so right. they started. You know, we were talking in the pre preview about Mason Mount. Is he going to get any minutes? And he started. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that it wasn't Werner out wide and Abraham up top. You know what I mean? But maybe that's just me. Uh, I'm not as surprised. I mean, you have to play your best players at the positions that will be 
most successful for them, right? Yeah. Which is why I'm not surprised about Werner. With that same logic in mind, though, I am a little surprised that they started Havertz out on the right. I was just about to say, because Havertz, I mean, I don't think many people would expect him to just hit the ground running because he signed, what, four days ago or something, but... I I know we've both always seen Havertz as an attacking center mid, but more of a goal scoring, like kind of like Lampard, honestly, yeah, but yeah. with more dynamism. But yeah, he started out right. Thought that was a little odd, and Loftus Cheek started at attacking center mid, and he was not very good. And I just don't think that's Havertz's best position. So while Havertz had a, I wouldn't say he played badly, but he just didn't no. do anything impactful. Kind of like no. just kind of invisible. Um, I mean, he made one good run that Mason Mount almost found him on a really yeah. good pass, just didn't connect. But I think he'll still have a good season. I will, and I, and once you have Ziyech and Pulisic in the squad, I think the, you know. I think he'll. I think he'll be back in his best position. So I don't want to freak out about Havertz. No. I just don't think he was in the best place for him. No, I think it's important to remember that Chelsea had a lot of their playmaker players absent today. Right. The ones who create chances for others. So and they still got the job done. So even though they didn't play very well, so that's uh, a good sign. Last thing on Chelsea, or a couple things more on Chelsea. First of all, we haven't mentioned Reese James' goal yet. Yes. My God, what a thunderbolt. Yeah, uh, goal of the week. If you haven't seen it, go check out Reese James. I think it was their second goal. Mm-hmm. He's a young right back, can play right wing back. Uh, was there last season, but kind of in and out of the team. But, um, man, he just ripped it from about 30 yards out maybe, maybe 25. 25 yeah. But just straight upper 90, upper right-hand corner. No I mean, keeper saving that. No, no, not even Keppa. And I think that that's the last <laughs> point is that Keppa faced a long shot as well, and another missed opportunity for Keppa. And this wasn't a Reese James strike. And I, I you no. know, I don't think it was like a total blunder or anything, but I feel like Keppa should have done better. I mean, if you're under as much heat as Keppa is, the fact that you let in another goal from outside the 18, yikes. I mean, it's not like he totally screwed up, but I think he could have done better. I think he should have done better. And this is a keeper who's the most expensive in the world. I still think he's got talent, but yikes. Just seeing Lampard in the post-match being asked about the Kepa situation, he said, I think, quote-unquote, I'm happy with my goalkeeping situation. The guy was playing an incredible poker face because, man, do you think he's happy about his goalkeeping situation? I mean, I don't know. There's a really popular game out called Among Us, Kyle. I don't know if you've heard of this, but basically it's like a murder mystery liar game. And I believe... Frank Lampard would do really well at that game. Well, all that go. to say. It says it all. It says uh, it all. But, well, but, but I guess real quick on that keeper point, do you think this guy they're going for is really going to – do you think he's going to be the starting uh, goalkeeper, Mendy? Or, I, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't I've seen him. I've never seen him play. I don't, I don't know. He doesn't sound like a keeper they're signing to replace Kepa. So well, let's uh, we'll we'll table let that. that. One, we'll let that we'll one let marinate a little bit. A little bit. Uh, just speaking on Brighton real quick, Kyle. Hold on real quick for this. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah, I mean, uh, last season, for background, while Kyle, while Kyle, why Kyle needed to pop another beer right there, Brighton was our least favorite team last season. I, I, I think that can be Hate fairly obvious. And I don't think we have a specific reason. We no. just really didn't like them. And it stemmed even to for the, pre, the previous season before. Well, they were the so boring that previous season. Like, right. I wish they just disappeared and we never saw him again under, under Graham Potter it's been a little better we had to struggle through a lot of zero zero outer space draws and if you don't know where outer space is you'll find out we'll, in a we'll few minutes uh, but I have to give them a little credit Kyle they did look a little dynamic 
you're so like apprehensive to say that. Like even you looking at me, you're like, I guess I have to give him credit. Look, man, I thought they played really well. Uh, there, uh, there were points where Chelsea didn't play well, and I thought Brighton was kind of like, you know, controlling the game. They had good passing. Uh, I can't believe they're actually kind of an attacking side now. Their right back that they signed for Chelsea, Lamptey, man, he looked dangerous the whole time. I mean, I think he was giving Alonso a handful on, on their on the Chelsea's left and on yeah. Brighton's right. So. Well, it's not saying much because Alonso's garbage at defending, but Lamptey had man, he was all over the place. Good crosses, I, mm-hmm. fast. Can yeah, dribble. I think their midfield is okay. I think Lodlana is a touch yeah, we'll of quality see. than before what they had before. And then I think their strikers are decent. They can cause some problems, actually. Which is crazy, because I remember Glenn Murray being their only striker, but I think Neil Maupai is, and is Trussard, a good player. And Trussard is an interesting creative player. I mean, uh, I don't think that Iranian guy is that bad. Right. The um, it's, it's It's interesting, no doubt. And, and best jerseys. In the whole league. For me. Ooh, they're really clean. I don't know. It's definitely a debate for sure. I like those Liverpool home jerseys too. I know a lot of people are like the green. I oh, I kind of like, like the green. I like it a lot, man. Uh, and it's just nice to watch a Brighton game without sticking a, like a wasp killer inside your eyes. Like yeah. it just, it really, it's really <laughs> nice to have that feeling. Yeah. Kyle, should we move on to our first rapid fire of the season? Let's do it. All right. So... Arsenal 3, Fulham 0, Kyle. Um, in a game that was pretty thoroughly dominated by Arsenal, I would say. I don't think anyone expected anything different. Uh, my, my one point from this game, uh, before I turn it over to you, I would say Willian looked pretty good in an Arsenal shirt. I think two assists. I think that matched all of Mezu Ozil's last year assists. Which is pretty crazy in one, one game in an Arsenal shirt. But yeah, I thought Willian looked really dangerous and really good for Arsenal. He looks maybe their best player, one of them, but, you know, other than maybe Aubameyang. That right. goal, by the way, Aubameyang's goal. That was a runner-up for uh, goal, of the, goal of the week, for sure. It was I. No, it was, it was, it was incredible. Um, my only point, Fulham are bad. They are. They're, they're bad. I mean, I picked them to be 20th. I don't see even West Brom getting below them, but they're just, what are they good at? They're not good at defending. They're not good going forward. Tim Ream still plays for them, the American guy, and um, yikes. Even though we're Americans, not a fan of bad. Tim Ream. It's Reem. bad. Anyway, I I don't know what else to say. Fulham are just bad, and they're going down. Uh, next match, we've got Crystal Palace versus Southampton. Palace coming away with a 1-0 win with the Wilfred Zaha goal. What do you think about that? I don't know, Kyle. I, I still don't think Palace were that great, to be honest. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I just—it's hard to know what to think about Palace, it, right? about this game. If like we could blast, and we're not going to blast any games into the outer space this week. But if I could, I'd blast this one because yeah. Crystal Palace don't look great. Mm-hmm. I think Southampton's still the better team. I'm not worried about them at all. But this didn't do much for me. No. I don't know. No, this is by far the most boring match. Uh, the one thing I'll say about it, the Wilfred Zaha situation is really interesting. Chris, Crystal Palace, by far, head and shoulders, their best player. You know, he asked for a move. He actually put in a transfer request last season. Still wants to go. Is still there. Is a Palace fan, but still doing the business. But will he even be there by the end of the transfer window? I don't know. Uh, uh, watch the space. 
West Ham nil, Newcastle 2, Kyle, in our next game. Newcastle going on the road and stealing all three points against a West Ham team. Well, what are your, what are your, let's start with the pot. What are your thoughts on Newcastle? What's your, what, what do you have to say? Uh, <laughs> a West Ham team. <laughs> I have a lot to say. I mean, that's not, I, what else can you say? They're just, uh, anyway. Uh, Newcastle, though, it, I predict, after predicting they're going to get relegated last season. Yeah, that was bad. Which they didn't. Hey, man, I'm here for the hot takes. Newcastle, I'm actually a little optimistic about this season. They actually signed some players, some smart business. They finally signed a striker so they don't have to put Joel Linton up top. Well, I thank felt, God. I felt bad for, for Newcastle fans for having to watch him all season uh, as their striker. Uh, but Calum Wilson got their first goal of the season with a good signed coach's like goal. 40 hours ago. He said, Seriously. And then the other guy they signed like Ryan maybe 60 hours ago. Uh, oh, no. Jeff Hendrick actually was maybe a week ago. Sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. 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 sorry, sorry. Okay. A week ago. Uh, Jeff Hendrick looked great, too. Um, scored their second goal. Uh, suddenly, Newcastle kind of has a cutting edge. I mean, St. Maximine always looks dangerous as well. I mean, and Almiron came on and looked pretty bright. After, yeah, they Suddenly, Newcastle are not the most boring team in the league anymore. One of. West Ham, Kyle. What are we doing? What are we doing under? Do we have confidence under David Moyes? I mean, I feel like I should because he has such a long pedigree at Everton. But I see all this talent on the bench. Felipe Anderson, Lanzini, Haller. Uh, Haller. Like, I just see it all, and I just, I just feel like it's rotting. Like, it's something in the fridge, and I, like, I need to use it because it's going to go bad, and then you just let it sit, and you're going to have to throw it away. It's just terrible feeling when you waste food like that. And it's the same thing with the West Ham bench. It's just terrible. That's how I feel about I mean, you're asking a Spurs fan, but that's how I feel about West Ham as a club in general. I'm, just, I'm sick of them. <laughs> they suck. They, buy, they sign all these great international players and then don't play them, and then they just never gel. Just, I, I don't Maybe know. that's why they're a spam club, because it's good. You know, it's not perishable, so they can just put it in a can forever. Maybe we're on to something, I think. The Spurs fans, by calling them West Spam, they're on to something. I never thought about that, but damn. Wow, okay. I'm going to sleep on that one. Uh, ne- anyway, next one. We got West Brom nil, Leicester 3. Uh, this was... It's kind of an interesting game, and I feel like the scoreline wasn't totally indicative of the of the match itself. But uh, I'll start off by talking about West Brom. Um, you know, I think pretty much everyone's going to predict them to go down, but I thought West Brom actually had some creativity and flair. I know uh, Grady Diangana, and on the other side they had Pereira. Um, they look pretty cheeky and crafty and skilled, but. They've got no goals in their team. That's what I was going to say. The problem is, like, they can be cheeky, but who are they going to pass to up front that's going to score? Exactly. And it doesn't look like anyone. I, I you know, Hal Robson Canoe? I, you know, you mentioned him before this pod, and I forgot he was even on the team. And then we talked about Charlie Austin, formerly QPR, which, come on, man. God, really? QPR. And they started up top with Callum Robinson, who I admittedly don't know much about. But he signed, but does signed use from it? Wigan, I think, a I championship mean, I player. I don't think our people, our, our viewers need to know who that is, probably. No, no not at all. But <laughs> all you need to know, West Brom, they're actually kind of cheeky, but no goals, man. I think they're runners-up in the boo-boo department to Fulham, probably. Uh, probably. More like definitely. Leicester, I mean, you know, while they didn't have a great first half, I think they turned it on the second half. I think they, they played with more attacking purpose. They had two penalties, which helped. But, you know, to be to draw penalties, you have to be in the box, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're shaking off the rust. They, they, they ended terribly last season, more terrible than either of us probably could have predicted. 
uh, in the from the position that they were in, and yeah. it's really encouraging to see James Madison coming back, who is a huge, huge, important player for that team that they missed at the end of last season. So, yeah. um, I would say you know for the way that they played, especially in the first half, first half, I think Leicester three points is solid. Uh, moving on to the last game of the week that was uh, just before the Chelsea game today. Wolves 2, Sheffield nil. Kyle, in a game that could have been worse for Sheffield, you have to say. Raul Jimenez, goal, three minutes in, fantastic. And what are your thoughts on Wolves? Yeah, yeah you're right. It could have been a lot worse. I think Wolves hit the post two different times. Um I was really surprised by this because Sheffield is that team with a lot of energy. They're solid. They're hard to play against. But Wolves, it was just easy for them. I mean, Sheffield, you know, attacked the other way. But just in general, Wolves are just a fun team to watch. If you haven't watched much of them, they've, they're they great great to watch. They really know what they're doing. Each player knows their role. They have a certain system. And they're just – they've got some great players. And they have been great to watch for a while. Um up top, they've got Mexican striker Raul Jimenez. That goal in the third minute—I mean, no Come better, on. no better way to start the season with a great ball in from Podence, which is interesting because they've got some players, some new players who are playing really well. And Podence is one of them. Uh, Triari starting on a right wing back, but that dude is electric. Um, who else played really well for them? I mean, Matinho's there. Um, you know, oh, that Sice had a good Diogo game. Shota didn't even start. Didn't even start. But Sice had a great header. They're just top to bottom. And which is going to be good for them because they're, they're going to have depth for this run in. They sub out Pedro Neto. Here comes on Hota. Yep. Yeah. So. And to back, you know, what they always lacked was a backup for Jimenez, but they've got this, apparently, this prodigy from Porto. So we'll see if he can do the business in the Premier League. Sheffield, Kyle, they're, they're going to need to buckle down if they want to have a campaign like they did last season like they just can't defend the way that they did today or else they're gonna get run riot on and we talked about it numerous times last year on the pod yeah. like Sheffield do not get beaten badly no and I don't this think could have been ever... bad today I mean even though the stats don't indicate it because they were down two nil six minutes into the game so they had to kind of push it a little bit yeah but yeah I mean if they're playing like this then they're gonna get blown out a whole lot more this season yeah you're right they never really got beat badly last season i I know you were surprised to hear this. I kind of, part of me kind of worries about Sheffield. I hope they keep, you know, bounce back. But man, I don't know. It's concerning. All right, Kyle, we have our last segment here. We're going to call it buy or sell. So week one, there's always, whether it's NFL, NBA, especially Premier League soccer, people overreact to certain things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw some things your way. You're going to throw some things my way. And we're going to get our reactions to if we're overreacting or underreacting, we're going to buy that this is going to happen or you're selling that it's BS. You ready okay. to go? I'll give you the first one. All right. Kyle, Brighton, our favorite our pod, our favorite team of the pod here. They're going to finish above 15th place. You know, I'm an, I'm going to I'm going to buy that one. Ooh. You know, I'll probably have to check back on my uh, preseason prediction and I'm sure I put them as like 15th or some bullshit, so I'm probably eating my own words. But they've got a team there, man. They can play, and they've got some defenders that everyone wants. Um, you know, I know Ben Dunk White and White, right? Ben White and Lewis Dunk were both going for like 40, 50 million pounds. So they've got some crafty players and a goal scorer. Um, I'm buying that. I, I think they, I see them finishing above 15th. Um, 
Next up here, I'll, I got one for you. I love talking about Keppa. He's, he's <laughs> you do. You he's do just, love talking about Keppa. He's just funny to me. I mean, I don't. Yeah, what else can you say? He's just funny to me. But here's one. Uh, Keppa will be Chelsea's main starting keeper this season. Man, I couldn't list that on eBay fast enough. Sell, 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 Kyle. I don't think he'll start. Sell, sell, sell. He's not going to start for this team. You started to allude to it earlier. Um, and, yeah, I think they're going to buy someone, or Caballero will eventually take over the starting spot. They cannot keep having Kepa just letting goals when there's two shots on target every game against Chelsea. We can't have that happen. So, no, selling this. Even, even if... Caballeros or backup, you think Caballero would start over him? I mean, I guess he did at the end of I last mean, season. He did. He'll do it again. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Kepa has this long leash. We've seen that before. He has an attitude. We've seen that before, too. I don't know if he's matured or not since then, but that was just disastrous to watch on live Probably television. Not, but yeah. All right. A little more positive one for you. Um, we talk trash a lot on this podcast, but I'm going to give you a nice uplifting. All right. All right. Salah will win the golden boat. Golden boat. Maybe there's a boat coming with this, but the golden boot. Salah will win the golden boot by herself. You know, even after watching the first game, I'm still going to sell that one. Okay. Has three goals uh, to start. Yeah, well, the thing, I mean, the thing that made me second guess myself is Salah looked hungry. He looked hungry. I mean, he was, he was all over the place in that match, but I'm still going to sell because. I mean, even within Liverpool, I could see Mane still scoring more goals. I'm not even sure if Salah will score the most on their squad. I think he's probably the best finisher on Liverpool. But, no, I, uh, I'm i going to stick by my pick for Golden Boot with Aubameyang or Kane, one of the two. I really think... I mean, I know Kane is looking really unlikely with Spurs being garbage, but Aubameyang, man... Every year he's there. Oh, Kane, yeah, he's, every year he's there. Obama Yang's almost a guarantee he'll get around 20 goals at least. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to sell, but uh, Sala showed me in the first week that he'll be within that conversation for sure when I wasn't sure if he would be before the season. Uh, all right, last one. Got to make it about Spurs because I'm selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's one for you. I've given this a lot of thought. I was actually optimistic going into the season, but... Now, I don't know. So my question is, buy or sell, Mourinho will finish the season as Spurs manager? That's tough because, you know, you can see it's it's hard not to overreact to one game. You can see Spurs just falling off a cliff just watching that Everton game it's in a possible. vacuum, right? Of course it's possible. I'm going to buy it, Kyle. I feel like Mourinho usually goes downhill in year three. Yep. And this is like year one and a half. He's weirdly cyclical like that, isn't he? So I, I think this season is going to be okay for him. It's going to be a busy season, right? A lot of back-to-back, three-day games, etc. So short rest, he's going to have to manage that. But I, I I just have a feeling he'll last the whole season, so I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I think I'd buy that as well. He, I, I'm still a little confident about the season because I think people are like, I don't even like Mourinho, but uh, I think people are straight up. The disrespect... But I, I hated him at United, so I guess I get it. But it's a long season. Long season. And it could still go well. It could. So I, I'm, I'm buying that as well. Uh, real quick, last thing before we close this out. Goal of the week. There are some good contenders. You've got uh, Mohamed Salah ripping up or 90. Uh, you've got Jimenez's goal. You've got Click's goal for Leeds. Goal of the week, though. 
for me, I think we agree on we this agree. one. Reese James. Yep. No debate. Great goal. Great goal. That's it. That's our Match Week 1 podcast, Kyle. Man, we got under 40 minutes. Wow. Went about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, it feels good. feels good to be back. It feels good to be drinking beer and talking about soccer. Uh, soccer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it feels good even though as we – well, we can't really look out the window right now, but in Seattle and all the West Coast, it's like an apocalypse out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's smoky. It basically looks like doomsday. And uh, it it sucks, man. It can't sucks because, you know, we have to be safe with coronavirus going on and keep our distance and limit our indoor activities. But at the same time, we can't go, on out, we can't go outside in a lot of the West Coast, San Francisco – LA, Portland is having San Francisco really bad. looks like Blade Runner out there. It did, yeah. It's getting a little better, but it's still like unhealthy. Where but it's here, like getting it's worse here. Hazardous here right now. Portland's in a terrible state. They're even worse than us. So if you're on the West Coast, stay safe, stay inside, I guess, in your own home. Uh, not very fun, but you know, it's just a bad year. Yeah, it just praise makes... the firefighters, man. That's a tough job. That sucks. Um, Seriously, so... and that's not just firefighters from the West Coast; it's all over the country. Because I didn't realize how much they travel to help, you know, California usually, but now the whole West Coast. So I'm grateful for that. Grateful for that, and you know, grateful that we can uh, do this podcast still. Grateful um, for Premier League to be back. Premier League man. to be back, and, and hopefully, now... fans can be back in the stadium. Before too long, I know this is touchy, but in Europe it seems possible. Here, ew, I don't know. I mean, we had fans at NFL games. Yeah, this that's year, true, and the Chiefs game, which is the last. Uh, I mean, it's a whole it. another topic. That's a different podcast, but different podcast. For Kyle, I'm Justin. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you give your podcast. Leave us a good review. Uh, until next time, see you guys.